story, kind of a rolling story for a while, um, about a princess who meets a commoner who is telling her there's something horribly wrong in the kingdom, and she wants to go and explore it and find out, but her father is saying, no, he's right, there is kind of a terrible problem in the kingdom, and that's why you need to stay here in the castle to avoid the terrible problem. But she kept escaping, kept escaping to try to go out and find out what was going on, and she'd meet, like, forest people who were deeply wounded and troubled and had formed, like, a large gang to do some kind of weird voodoo to to resurrect some kind of elder god um and she stops them but eventually gets winds up having to go home and leaves the castle again still trying to find the source of the problem which she eventually traces to this great city somewhere down the way and the story includes this extended whole narrative of how she gains this special gem at the heart of a mountain from that was made of a monk who had been forced to flee by the um, people who eventually build this great city on top of his monastery. From his devotions, he turns completely into kind of an emerald crystal and moves into like a hot spring inside a mountain that she finds herself visiting and stopping in. And she winds up taking the crystal, which then gives her superpowers to be able to fly and do amazing things. And through that, she's able to fly over the gate and enter the city where she's trying to find out what exactly is going wrong. But to do so, she has to be a little innocuous. And that's as far as we got in the story. She keeps falling asleep and eventually asks me not to tell her the story anymore. So we don't really know if I had the resolution ever. I was hoping to find out the resolution in the course telling the story and we'd find out what exactly was the problem with the great city and how it could be resolved, but uh, maybe the next kid. How is it for you to tell the story? Uh, cathartic. That's part of the, the novelty of it. Princess Catharsis is going through things that are making her feel a lot better about her frustration and through that she's being transformed. So I really like that. I think I think she was, I think the way she was overwhelmed is that she was hoping there would be an end sooner, and the nature of the story was just to be some epic rollicking adventure. I might get back into it eventually. She's gotten more into wanting to hear stories from books before she falls asleep with like pictures. The nice thing about the storybook is that it's uh, this you get to possess the story rather than having to be responsible for the story. The whole responsibility is just in how you're going to say the words, and that's kind of nice and relaxing in a nice way. It is kind of exciting to find out where a story goes, but there's a terrible danger of being embarrassed by having painted yourself into a wall and relying on some kind of trope disappointing even to yourself in digging your way out. But so far, so good. I mean, the, the, a lot of the inspiration for it is uh, that Rav Nachman story about the lost princess that also doesn't quite end. Also, it's kind of a frustrating ending. That is, that it basically ends with like, the last words of the story is, God willing, one day he'll find her. Or eventually he does find her, God willing. And, that's, and how he does that is a whole different mystery. But I like that model of like uh, storytelling is almost like a prophetic exercise. Like the real hope is that the kid is going to guide it somewhere. And that you'll be absolved of responsibility because she'll be involved in in taking it somewhere, but that's a, that's a stage later, I guess. Yeah, you don't know where the story's going to go, and suddenly 
suddenly it's very clear what has to happen in a way that somehow is the only thing that could happen. It's a special moment. I think that's how the big stories get uh, get made, is this kind of Ruch Kodesh comes on someone when they're telling a story and it's just the only thing that can happen is that is this, and, and, and suddenly some deep resolution hits the soul about how whatever that story means has to play itself out, either in our personal lives or in larger social patterns. I mean, that's a lot of my, like, uh, Hasidic brainwashing, the sense that all the big stories that we're always touched by are, are some kind of mashal for some kind of deeper thing happening. And as such, um, have to have a certain kind of resonance that, that does actually surprise us with how much insight it has. It can't be, like, composed in a very intentionally, like, systematic way but almost has to come out of like a sublime clarity about this is the only thing that can happen now that would feel right. Potato. That's all, folks. Thanks for joining Children's Stories. Nachlaot. Want to give a big thank you from Ross and Aaron to everyone who uh, listened and shared their stories with us. It's been really a big treat. And we hope you keep telling the stories. <laughs>